Hey friends, and welcome to the Moving Mountains podcast. Moving Mountains is a place to hear true stories of modern day miracles told by ordinary people just like you and me. My name is Paige, and I'm joined here in Alaska by my dear friends, Margaret and Bernadette, as we witness accounts of how God has worked in people's lives in big and small ways. As you listen to these stories of hope, answered prayers, and unexplained phenomena, we invite you to allow this space to inspire your faith and even to help you recognize the ways in which God is moving mountains in your own life. Well, hello everyone and welcome to season three of the Moving Mountains podcast. We're very excited that, gosh, we're embarking on another season of miracle stories. And I don't know about you all, but we can't really believe that first of all, that we're starting season three, but we also just had our one year anniversary. So Paige and Bernadette, happy anniversary to Moving Mountain Podcast. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. I don't know about you all, but this year kind of flew by. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure many of you experienced highs and lows and adventures and unexpected things and wonderful things and hard things as we do in this life. And I think all of us feel and hope that all of our listeners are able to see the little miracles amidst and even the big miracles um, just amidst our daily life and those, those highs and lows. So something that we're going to share on this journey um, of, of the season three together is, you know, highs and lows of, of our life and the miracles within them. So um, yeah, welcome back. We're so excited to have you here and, um, looking forward to the stories, some of which we've heard already, and some honestly we haven't. So we don't really know what the season's going to bring, but that's okay because God does and the Holy Spirit does. So we're going to lean on them for um, the inspiration for this for this season. So I personally like the number three. I don't know why I prefer odd numbers. So it's going to be a great season, right, guys? <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're juniors <laughs> in high school now. <laughs> or college yeah or or college um (laughs) so I know a lot of you really love our very important questions so we didn't want to deny you of that in this episode (laughs) and so I was tasked with coming up with one and I was inspired by a very exciting New Year's Eve which I got to spend with Bernadette which was a huge blessing um (laughs) and I discovered something about her that I didn't know so we I discovered that she loves jigsaw puzzles and so do I. I'm a total puzzle nerd, but she really threw me off when she said that her family does puzzles without looking at the picture of what you're doing. And I was like, you guys are insane. Why would you do that? Why would you make it that much harder? And we're talking generally like thousand piece puzzles here, guys. So we're not talking about a little like, you know, kid puzzle that's 25 pieces. So my very important question is, do you look at the picture or do you just wing it without the picture? And I know one of your answers, but I don't know the other one. So, Berna? Well, I guess I'm obligated to dive in then and say, yes, <laughs> I do not look at the picture. <laughs> um, and I have no other reason except that I grew up loving puzzles because my mom loved puzzles. And um, I don't remember my dad ever doing them with us. I don't think he likes puzzles. I'll have to ask him. <laughs> um but my mom never looked at the picture or allowed that. And so it's just my nature when it comes to puzzling. And poor Margaret, like, she shows up and brings puzzles, which made me so happy. So we sat down one even- evening to do it. And she pulled it out. And I was like, oh, you look at the picture? I, we just never looked at the picture. And Margaret's like, oh. And then Kyle comes home from work later that night. And he's like, Margaret, why are you looking at the picture? You cheater. And then my little brother came to visit a couple days later and we were doing another puzzle that Margaret brought and he starts just ragging on Margaret for looking at the picture. So poor Margaret got three against one. So that, uh, yeah. So Margaret, you have to tell us about, uh, your family's way of doing things. Well, my question for you is, did you even know what the image was? Like, did you look at it really quickly? Like, okay, that's what we're doing. Or did you have no idea? Well, we knew because like 
first of all, we had an entire shelf of puzzles. So you go down and pick out like, oh, we want to do the one with the lake and the boat. And then so then you dump it out and just put the box away. Actually, we'd flip the boxes over that had the picture on it. So you couldn't even see it. And then we'd use that to sort pieces. So it was it was gone. <laughs> that is just you guys are crazy. I'm just kidding. I, I admire you for that. So obviously, I'm in the opposite end of the spectrum. Definitely look at the picture try to figure out where the pieces are. Um, generally, when I'm looking at a thousand piece puzzle, and I will say that it was really funny because my dad and I did two thousand piece puzzles. And we picked the one that we thought would be easier that was actually a lot harder than we thought because it was so uniform. Um, it, was, it was a Peanuts puzzle, like a Charlie Brown Christmas scene or whatever. But the way we had it set up is we would have the box and he he would have to reach over me. And so many times I would grab a piece and like, well, I'm going to look at the picture and see where this goes. And my dad would immediately snatch the box away <laughs> to look <laughs> at it more closely. And I'm like, dad, you're killing me here. <laughs> so I guess I'm a big puzzle cheater. But um, yes, I am a picture. I look at the picture. I usually tape it up on a wall. So I'm you guys, I have no shame. I have no shame. Okay. All right, Paige, I don't know if you do puzzles, but if you do, <laughs> do you look at the picture? Well, first I have to ask Berna, did Kyle grow up not looking at the picture? Or did he just Good adopt question. that marrying he, into your family? He said he grew up not looking at the picture. Wow. However, Kyle has been known just to say things to tease Margaret and get under her skin. Mm. So this could, yeah, I, I don't know. I can literally <laughs> hear him say, you cheater. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to oh, Kyle. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I'm not a huge puzzle person, I must say. Um, honestly, I could not even tell you guys the last time I did a puzzle. Fair enough. So, Paige, when you do the three piece puzzles with your boys that spell P I G, do you look at the <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yep. I, if I were a puzzle person and when I did do puzzles, I definitely looked at the photo. I am like, where is this piece and where does it go? <laughs> it's um, nice to know that 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 you're normal, Paige. I'm just glad yes. to know that. I, yes, I'm not a cheater. I just am normal. <laughs> just normal. <laughs> but I know, by the way, I have to give a shout out to Pax Valerie because we did one of her puzzles. That's right. Um, oh. And I was like, what's this beautiful image of the Holy Family? And Margaret was like, oh, this is a Pax Valerie puzzle. So just shout out to our previous guest. And she has puzzles if there are any puzzle levels, yeah. lovers out there like me. <laughs> that is yeah, I awesome. I to take a picture and all that and it didn't happen. So <laughs> something really impressive. Um, last thing about puzzles is that my nephew, when he was like two or three, um, he had like 10 piece puzzles and he didn't even realize this, but he was putting them together with the picture down, like on oh the actual gosh. puzzle pieces. <laughs> so he like, I don't even know, but he was putting the puzzle together just upside down. <laughs> and <laughs> like he did that at two or three years old and we were all so impressed. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's what <laughs> well, I will say. I will say that we, when my brother was here after Margaret left, we didn't have any more puzzles to do. And my brother and I were really bummed. And Jonathan said, he was like, we could just do this upside down. Just do the white side of the puzzle. And I was like, <laughs> absolutely not. So there is a level of crazy that I haven't reached yet. And he was making fun of me for that. But that's where I drew my line. <laughs> wow. Wow. Not as good as your nephew. Yeah. <laughs> You know, well, my dad tells me I, I'm like this amazing puzzle doer, but Bernadette, she's, yeah, she's probably oh. a little better than me. Like just very, and I do think, Paige, I think you would be good because we're all artistic, but mm -hmm. yeah, I was like, whoa, she's giving well, me my rent for my money. Thanks, Margaret. Hopefully my mom will listen to this because it's really all the credits to her. She, she was the puzzle master. So <laughs> yeah, but you're not, not everybody has a natural ability to do a puzzle well. So well, I'm just thank saying. you. <laughs> it's a skill. You can good put it on your resume. Good question, Margaret. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so moving forward, after all of that puzzle talk, <laughs> um, we thought it would be really great just to kind of give an update of where we are um, just with the new year. And 
I think the last time we recorded was probably in October, maybe, um, with season two ending. So, um, usually I never do a word of the year. We're now in January. Uh, this season will be coming out in February, um, just in a couple weeks, but, um, yeah, so usually I don't do a word of the year, but I always love going to Jen Fulweiler's, uh, generator for her word of the year and her saint of the year, just to see, you know, just to see, oh, <laughs> might this be something that is of intrigue to me? Um, and so I did a word of the year with her generator and I got a word and it was enough. And so I was like, oh, okay, the classic, like, you are enough, you are worthy, which is a great message, you know. But I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm just being a little salty <laughs> about the word. Um, <clears throat> and then I started thinking a little bit more about it and realized that for me, I don't think that that's what the Lord was trying to tell me. Um, I've definitely have realized just with the fall and then the holidays and everything, our calendar was just like literally every day of December had something going on. Whoa. And, and then throw in, you know, we have three little boys and Benny's still not sleeping through the night. So I'm still like waking up, um, once to twice a night, um, and just feeling really exhausted, but just this feeling of like, oh no, like I have to keep doing these things. I have to keep going and going. And so as I was sitting with this, I was like, I think the Lord is telling me that's enough. You're doing enough. And and so I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I, the first few days of January um, just felt so incredibly overwhelmed. And just like, I was also kind of de- battling a head cold and, you know, sickness just always makes everything worse. You're like, mm-hmm. Christiana and I always joke whenever we have like a stuffy nose and we can't breathe through our nose, we always are like, I'm never going to breathe again. <laughs> like <laughs> when you're sick, it just feels like this is the worst thing ever and it's never going to end and the world is crumbling right before me. And so mm-hmm. I was kind of having that feeling of like, I just need to quit everything and I just need to be with my children. Like that just needs to be enough for me. Um, and while Amen. like they are 100% enough for me, that is just not in my nature of being the super extroverted person who just has a million ideas and just loves to create. Um, and so I was like, okay, no, like I don't think God is asking me to quit every single thing that I'm doing, but he probably is asking me to scale back quite a bit. So I was able to go to adoration Um and just sit with the Lord and just kind of like write down every single thing that I'm involved in. Um, And then just kind of say, okay, what is filling me and what is not filling me? Um, And what are three things that I actually want to dedicate my time to this new year and this 2024? Um, And of course, this podcast was on it. Don't worry, I'm not quitting. (laughs) It was top of the list. (laughs) I know I had you on your toes. Um, (laughs) Dripping sweat over here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was just so good to sit there and just, you know, really circle the things that I'm like, yes, these really fill me up. Sure, these things might take a little bit of my time away from my family. But when I come back to my family, I am so much fuller. And I am a way better wife and a way better mom. And here are things that take me away from my family. And when I come back to my family, I'm like, man, that was a waste of my time Mm -hmm. and my energy. And like, I am not filled by that. And I'm just like, like, I get done with that thing. I'm like, oh, thank goodness that's over, you know? And so that was really good to just look through and to just take that time with the Lord and yeah, just really see, you know? Like, sure, I am worthy. I am enough. Um, like, I am a beautiful daughter of, of God. But that's not how I was looking at that word. It was, that's enough. Slow down. Um, and just, like, dedicate your time and energy to the things that will fully fill you. So I'm really looking forward to this new year. And, um, you know, Lent will be here before we know it also. So kind of evaluating our hearts. Um for what that season will bring too. But yeah, that's kind of the update of what's going on with me. And Margaret, did you have something you wanted to say? 
just to commend you because we live in a society where no is like weak. I, you know, saying no to something or I can't do that. And we're, we're all overworked and mm-hmm. over socialized and all those things. And I just think it's beautiful. And I do think that's kind of a maturity thing. I know that in my early twenties, mid twenties, I was like, yeah, everything. I'm going to go to this event and that party and that sporting event and whatever it was. And then you kind of realize, Oh, you know, life isn't about that. It's about putting God at the center. And so, I mean, I just think it's a beautiful testimony. Um, the power in saying no, it's not a negative thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that we're, I think, I know a lot of people around me are getting better at, you know what, this 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 thing is too much. I'm going to say no. So, um, I, and obviously you've already seen the fruit of saying no. So I just, I don't know. I thank you for sharing that. And, and hopefully that'll inspire, inspire other people who may be struggling with you know, over committing to, to stepping back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I was talking about this with a group of my girlfriends up here and um, we were, we were making the distinction of, you know, there are things that like in this day and age uh, setting boundaries is like a big thing. Right. And while boundaries are good, sometimes society takes that a little too far where it's like, Oh, I'm trying to say no to all of these things and set boundaries for myself. So I'm not going to, give charitably. And so we were kind of just making this distinction of like, yes, there are things you need to step away from and say no to that aren't filling you up. But also at the same time, what are the things um, in your community? Like if your community is needing you, if there's a meal train going on because someone, um, you know, suffering from cancer, someone had a baby and is, you know, freshly postpartum. And there are these things where, Sure, they might be an in- inconvenience to you, but that that is not a thing that you should really say no to. Those are the things mm-hmm. that, you know, are filling your community and then filling you. And and not that you're doing it, you know, for like tick for tack, you know, like, but at the same time, when community, like when you pour into your community, they pour into you when you're in need. And Christian and I have just seen that over and over again. Um just being out here in the valley now. And um, yeah, so I just wanted to make that distinction too. Of like, it mm-hmm. is good to set boundaries and to say no to things, but there are also things that we should say yes to, even if it's not convenient to us, if it's for the betterment mm-hmm. of our community. Mm-hmm. You're so right. I was just reading um, John 15 and John 15 is the vine and the branches and, you know, the idea of pruning, like, sometimes we need to prune things so more fruit can grow. And I think mm-hmm. that's what you're doing. And I've always loved, I always loved that idea is, is we have to cut back so that greater things can come and, you know, things can bloom, flowers can bloom. So fruit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all about fruit. Thanks for sharing that page. That's, that's great and encouraging. Um, yeah. For me, gosh, this past couple of months has been kind of whirlwind, but I spent time in Michigan uh, for Christmas and um, it wasn't what I had anticipated it being. It wasn't bad at all. You know, two puzzles. Hey, look at me. Um, Just kidding. (laughs) But seriously, I, I was kind of wavering about going, Um, you know, we thought the whole family would be together and we weren't able to be. And so I was just feeling kind of disappointed going into the Christmas season and you know, wanted to really enter into Advent and enter into Christmas. And it just wasn't what I expected. But then I got home and I, you know, my parents just loved on me and I didn't have to cook. And I, like I said, I got to do puzzles with my dad and and just be with my parents who care for me deeply. And I, I think I just kind of grew in my appreciation for my family. I think it's so easy to kind of get lost in, you know, things that our family does that annoy us or whatever. But um, I'm blessed with great family. So I think the Lord was just kind of showing, like re-revealing that to me. You know, I've been away mm-hmm. for 16 years. And so it was a gift for it to me, just be me and my parents um, in the gross Michigan weather. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, the gift of being able to see my closest friend who I've known for, gosh, 33 plus years now. Um, you know, she had just lost her dad this year, but it's funny. We get mm-hmm. together and it's like, no time has passed, even though we don't actually talk all that often. So the gift of being able to see her and her little family and all that. So yeah, and then somebody asked me what, 
what are your goals or what are you doing for 2024? And I hadn't even thought about it, but I was in a conversation with a friend the other day, Paige, and I also did the word generator. And honestly, I haven't really prayed on it, but I will tell you what word I got and see what the Lord does with it. He might do nothing, but it was definitely not a word I was expecting. And I don't really know how it applies to my life yet. However, the word is rain, not like rain that falls from the sky, but rain as in a reigning king. Um, mm. The first thing I thought was like, is God reigning my life? And so, mm. you know, we'll see. I'll pray into it. Um, and I don't know if you all know, but Jen Fulweiler also has a saint name generator. Mm-hmm. So someone who can pray through the year with you. And I'll admit I did that three times because the first two, <laughs> well, the first one I'd never heard of and I, I didn't feel like a connection. But the third one I got was St. Veronica. And mm. um, it was interesting to me that I got St. Veronica because... I, I, when in Michigan, I saw a woman I know named Veronica, who she's cousins with my cousin. So we've been connected, but not super connected over the years. And I was just, it was just a joy to be in conversation with her. And I just thought about when that name came up, I was like, that's interesting that, you know, I, I had, there's a person in my life named Veronica and the saints coming up. So I'm going to pray into that too. But I assume, no, I don't assume we will put in the show notes, these word generators, if you haven't heard (laughs) of them. So if you want to do one, um, you may, but yeah, for me, for this year, it's just continuing to put God at the center. And, you know, I really like to go on a silent retreat. So I've been looking into that. And honestly, it's been a little bit of a challenge because I found some, but dates just aren't lining up. But I know God will provide because he is good. So if you've never Amen. done that, highly recommend. On that note, I'm going to go silent <laughs> and let Bernadette share. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, Margaret. Um, mm-hmm. So I have to admit openly, when we were chatting before recording this episode, and we were, you know, talking about what we wanted to share at the start of season three, I was asked, "Oh, do you have a word for the year or a saint of the year?" And frankly, no, I do not. <laughs> I. The start of the year, I've just, to be honest, slid into it um, just as a part of this crazy 12 months that we're in right now. Um, But I will say, as the new year started, and I was thinking about, you know, everybody's doing their goals for the year and New Year's resolutions, etc. I was taken back to last year when Kyle and I were talking with Father Michael Shields, and he told us... um, for himself and he was suggesting it for us to make our resolution just to be a hundred percent focused on our own vocation and to live that out to the full. And so that's at the start of this year is really what I've been thinking about again. And it just applies so perfectly to life right now. Um, and right now it's just being the best mother, wife, and community member that I can be with what's in front of me, like whatever God places in front of me in the next um, year in 2024. And I have to say, it has definitely not been an easy phase of life having Kyle working like 80 to 100 hours every single week without more than one day off a week. Um for very long stretches and it can be really easy to just get like lost in that and just be focusing on life is hard right now. Um, but the truth of the matter is that like in all this, I have been discovering um, like this, this is my life right now. I'm not, I can't just be waiting to like get back to like a more normal phase of life or whatever. So I've really been mm-hmm. focusing on that a lot and just, Like today is a day in my life and it is a day in my children's life and just really focusing on the moments of each day. Um, And I've been in the Well-Read Mom book club. I don't know if anybody who's listening has heard of that, but one of the books that we did this year was The Practice in the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. And he's very much focused on um, just continually bringing yourself back to recognizing that you're in God's presence and just focusing every moment of every, of every day. So I do have little quotes all around the house from that book, just reminding me, like I have one at the sink when I'm washing dishes, reminding me that 
work time technically shouldn't be any different from prayer time because we're still 100% in God's presence in both of those moments. And, um, you know, that every act should just be a continual act of love. And so I really do appreciate how this phase of life has just been really simplifying everything, like simplifying everything materially and very much spiritually as well. So that's kind of where I am right now with life, just focusing this year on trying to, you know, connect with the Lord and be the spiritual center that I need to be in order to be the mom and wife and woman that I'm called to be. And so um, I also have to say that I have realized so many blessings in this phase. For those of you that are listening to this, you probably heard it mentioned that Margaret was with me on Christmas. I'm sorry, not Christmas Eve, um, (laughs) New Year's Eve. And it's just so amazing. We haven't gone one month without some special visitor in our home. And Margaret's already been here twice. And Paige's husband, Christian, is supposed to be here in less than a month or yeah, in like just a about couple a month. Weeks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we just, there's just so much to look forward to. And um, every moment has been blessed in ways that are unexpected. And the Lord just provides what we need. So that is what I offer to you in this new year. And it does tie to the podcast because right now we're in this phase where we're launching season three and we don't exactly know what to expect um, because we're all in busy seasons of life and we're going into this without it fully recorded. And it's just been kind of a cool experience to give it all into the Lord's hands, this podcast, my life, and just to know I have no idea what's around the corner or what this is going to look like, but I know that you have some type of vision and I'm just going to do my best to be there and go along for the ride and, and do the work that I need to do to be a part of it. So yeah, that's where, that's where I am right now coming into 2024. That's awesome. And might I add Berna that it's interesting that all your Alaska friends have been coming to see you. So They Probably have. just a sign you guys are gonna, <laughs> you know, come back to Alaska. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and that you met great community up here. Yes. I oh, figure if so I good. say it enough, then it will just happen. You know, like it'll just convince you and Kyle that it, like it's just gonna happen. <laughs> uh I don't think, yeah. Convincing isn't really needed. So <laughs> <laughs> Um, But while speaking of continuing into season three, um, I also did want to talk a little bit about all of our listeners. And we just have so much gratitude for all of you from the start. We've just felt so blessed and supported. And I know that all of you have heard this in the past, but this really was just a fun project for us that we decided to pursue because we all felt called to it and felt that the Lord was drawing us to share these stories. And so it's really cool to be here starting season three, and I'm excited to see what's in store for this season. Um, But from the beginning, we've had various people just ask how they can support us. And we've always, of course, asked for prayers. But leading into season three, we've been thinking a lot about um, how we could receive support and use it. So I just wanted to take a moment to share some of our dreams for the podcast and what we're going to do just to open doors for people to support us if you feel called to. Um, So basically, we are working on a Patreon page. And if you don't know what that is, it's just a website where basically someone can, you know, generate support financially for an organization or an individual, etc. So we're making a Patreon page. um, And there will be an opportunity if you want to go on there, you can donate to the podcast, like a $5 donation or whatever. You can subscribe to do a monthly donation to support us. And basically, if we do start receiving funds, they would be used to um, pursue our dreams that we have for the future of the podcast. And basically, what we would like to do is to improve our quality so that the recordings are more professional overall. Um, as you've probably heard throughout the podcast, we have had some technical issues here and there or some you know, audio that wasn't the best. Um, and we've basically just been DIYing this whole thing. Um, but we do have a dream of actually being able to hire a producer to help us 
with our technical issues and our mic setup. Like even tonight, we just couldn't figure out Margaret's mic. So she's just using her AirPods and thank God for amazing technology because it still works. But every time we're in this situation, we're like, we wish that we had someone here with us to produce for us and just help us figure out these issues. Um, And we also would love to have someone professional um, be able to come in and edit our episodes and just, um, you know, make the the sound quality very professional just for the enjoyment of our listeners. And for anyone who comes across this podcast, we would never want anyone to turn away because the audio um, or the sound quality just is annoying. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I've definitely listened to podcasts before where I'm like, I just cannot stand how this sounds and I shut it off. So for obvious purposes, we want to make this as enjoyable experience as possible for anyone who may stumble across these stories. So that is one way that we would use financial support. Um, And another way would be to just help with our current expenses. Basically, right now, we just see this podcast as a ministry. And we definitely give freely of our time and our hearts with no qualms at all. We love this. We want to keep doing it. Um, And we've also given freely of our finances to fund this podcast out of our own pocket so far, which we have been happy to do. But of course, we do have some limited resources. So some of the things that we would love to do but haven't yet would be to um, actually start advertising this podcast a little bit, probably starting across Catholic platforms. But we just have so many wonderful stories that are recorded We'd love to actually advertise a little bit and get them out to more people. Um, We do have a pocket, I think probably have like 400 to 500 consistent listeners at this point. And that's just with word of mouth. But we just know these stories could really make a much wider impact if we had the money to do a little bit of advertising. And then um, the last thing that we would love to do, but haven't at this point, is to um, possibly create more content, um, you know, more videos, more resources for our listeners. And um, yeah, and just do more in general for the purpose of evangelization. Um, So did either of you have anything that you wanted to add to that? Company vehicles, just kidding. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bernat, I think you were, you were just, it's important to for everyone to understand that we're not in this to make money, we're in this to evangelize. And really that's the sole purpose. It's, it's, you know, this is God's podcast, not ours. Um, so anything is a gift and even just being able to record is a gift. And I don't think we're going to stop if we don't get any support. Um, but we just, we're thankful for those who do listen and those who have already asked how they can support us is really, that is such a gift to us um, kind of edifying that, you know, what we're doing is touching lives and that's the purpose. So absolutely. Yeah. So if you do not feel called at all to, you know, support financially, please just keep praying for us. Cause we're just going to keep doing things as we are and things are working the way that they are. So thank you for listening. And, um, just absolutely want to reiterate that this podcast is a ministry to us and we just really appreciate all the support that we've gotten. And it just lifts us up so much. Um, and on that note, we had received a uh, some feedback on the podcast shortly before recording this episode, and I just wanted to share that with all of you um, because it just means so much to get the feedback from listeners to hear how listening to the podcast is impacting lives, and uh, it just really fills us up and keeps us going. So here is the message that we just received. I haven't had time to keep up with your podcast, so this weekend, when I had a five and a half hour drive by myself, I turned back to it. Man, I'm so thankful for you guys for thinking of this. What a great idea. Such amazing stories. Today, I told my friend about Father Scott's story, and she has already listened to part one and can't wait to listen to the second part, and she is excited about listening to others now. Anyway, I'm sure you get compliments all the time, but I just wanted to share my enjoyment of it as well. So... Thank you for that message. And um, thank you so much for all of your support in feedback, in prayer, in just, you know, all the smiles. <laughs> and it looks like we have a new guest who just joined the episode. Little Benny's here with us. So if you hear, if you hear any little peeps, that's who is, who's now with us. Um, 
or if you hear my mic just falling on the ground, <laughs> it's because he yeah. pulled it. <laughs> honored, honored guest destroys microphone. Yeah. <laughs> so in closing, um, we also just wanted to share that we're going into season three differently than any of the other seasons previous to this. Um, we still have a lot of episodes to record and normally we share kind of what to expect with the season and we don't really know what to expect. So please just pray for us and pray for our future guests. And if you feel called, please reach out to us with any stories that you have or may know of that you think should be shared with a bigger audience. Yes, please. Yes. And with all of that being said, we are now going to move into our mini miracles, which is another fun part of our, um, our episodes. If you're new here, it's just a time of our episode where we talk about how, uh, just how God has shown his glory, um, in our week or maybe the month. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of like, our our own way of looking at miracles in our lives and how, you know, God's glory is all around us. Um, so, Margaret, would you like to say your mini miracle first? Sure. I'm actually going to do two. Uh-oh. Do this. <laughs> um, and one has already been mentioned, just the gift of being able to see Bernadette again. Um, it really it felt like, you know, I saw her and the family in August and then, you know, getting to see them again, it felt it felt like I had seen you yesterday in a way. And mm-hmm. part of it is obviously we stay connected because of the podcast, but um, that was, that was just a tremendous gift to spend the new year with you, even though we didn't do anything too crazy. In my opinion, it was the best New Year's <laughs> Eve possible doing puzzles and drinking wine. So um, but that was <laughs> and going to bed early, by the way. Um, but another I want to share is actually, we had a youth group meeting the other day with the leaders and I just wanted to ask them how things were going and, um, you know, how the Lord's working in their lives. And there was a teen we had years ago who just was struggling with life and troubled. And I put him in a group with this this particular set of leaders intentionally because I just had a feeling that he would really connect with the gentleman leading this group. And um, I think the miracle is that he has stayed in touch with this couple for years now. And they hadn't heard from him in a while. And he reached out, I think in the past couple of weeks and just said, it sounds like he's really turning his life around. And although mm-hmm. I don't know the full story, the fact that, you know, we, we knew him when he was struggling and we, we kept, we kept loving him. We kept reaching out to him. We kept inviting him. And a lot of times in ministry, you don't get the, the fruit, you know, you don't get to see, you know, where these kids go. You might plant a seed and 10 years later they have a conversion. So and I don't, mm-hmm. like, like I said, I don't know what's going on in the heart, but but it sounded like, you know, they hadn't heard from him in a long time. And all of a sudden he's like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And I'm I'm working this job and doing all these things and, and going to church now. And it's just like the beauty of seeing a little bit of the fruit is such a gift, you know, as a, as a youth minister, because obviously we want these kids to experience the love of Christ and we want them to find the full joy of that. And so the gift of that and the gift of these leaders who have been ministering to him is the Lord is working. And um, it's easy to get discouraged in ministry. Anyone who's in any sort of ministry knows that you might plant a seed and never see a kid again. And you just Mm -hmm. don't know. So to get little nuggets is huge. So I'm just super thankful that to hear about this young man who, yeah, is, is, seemingly doing very well after not doing well is, is a huge, huge miracle to me. So, um, Berna? That's beautiful. Yes. So my mini miracle is actually, it, it seems like a really big miracle to me and it's in the making. So I have to ask everyone to continue praying for this situation, but I have a friend who I'm not going to mention any names because I have, do not, I haven't asked permission but she and her husband have been married for years and just struggling with infertility. And I have just been walking with her and she, she kind of was walking with me as well um, through our struggles with waiting to have children. Um, And we, my husband and I have just been praying so hard for this couple for a long time. And they had been thinking about 
adoption as an option, but there is just a lot to work through with. Um, it, it's a lot of work to adopt and it's very expensive, not to mention there's a lot of processing when you are grieving the thought and the expectation of having your own children and your own family and then realizing that the Lord may have something different in store for you. But um, there was a situation that played out where they had done a specific prayer asking for a miracle. And at the same time, my husband and I had just sent some support for them um, saying, if you are called to adoption, we want to give you this to help you get started. And basically, all at the same time that they had prayed for this miracle, that we had sent them this support just to help with the difficulty of getting the adoption process started, um, someone reached out to them and said, there's a family who may want you to adopt their child. So in a very short period of time, all at once, they went from no prospect and this huge, just unknown, probably years long process in front of them to there is now a baby that is due on my birthday, April 26th, who is supposed to be their child. And that's, um, you know, it's just incredible how quickly it all happened. And just when I found out the due date, I just felt like that was a miracle and just a little message from God that this is an answered prayer. And like I said, this is still a situation that is playing out. The baby's not born yet. Things could change. So definitely want to ask everyone for prayers for this couple and for the baby. But I just thought that was such a cool sign and confirmation. And it is really just a crazy situation how all of a sudden a child was offered to this amazing couple who's been wanting one for so long. So that is my miracle. We'll keep going to say many. (laughs) Yeah, we'll have to update us later. What about, yeah, I definitely, definitely will. Hopefully it's a future story on this podcast. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. What and, about you, Paige? And Berna, um, I will say I know who you're talking about, um, but, <laughs> but um, this mom who, um, well, this mom-to-be, God willing, um, who when she went to meet the birth mom of this baby, the birth mom, I believe, said to her something along the lines of she showed her a picture, an ultrasound picture and said, uh, this is your baby. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she said when she came, the first thing that the the mom, the birth mom who's carrying the child, the first thing she said to her was, you're having a girl. You're having a girl. Yeah. 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 And so that's uh, a, it's a really good sign. That yeah. just reminds me so much of, you know, when Megan Woolers was on our podcast and when she met the birth mm-hmm. mom of her son, Jacob, and how, you know, the birth mom just always referred to, even though Jacob was in her womb, she always referred to Megan as the mother of him and as mm-hmm. Jacob as Megan's son. And yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, also just really keep this birth mom in your prayers too, because I can't imagine um, that decision, you know, that she has to make and go through. Um, But Mm -hmm. praise God for choosing life, right? Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yes. All right. So my mini miracle is really exciting. It happened and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait until the next time we record. (laughs) Um, So I was at Glory Bound, which is, uh, so St. Teresa's is a camp up here. It's a Catholic camp. And um, I created with one of my friends a winter retreat uh, nine years ago, which is crazy that it was nine years ago. This this next oh. glory bound is number 10, which is just insane. Um, <laughs> so that in itself is a mini miracle that it's still, you know, thriving. Um, but it's a winter retreat. We have a session for middle schoolers and then we have a session for high schoolers. And so I'm still a part of the planning and leading of it. And um, we were at glory bound and the first day, uh, so it's really snowy here and we have this huge hill that is like i'm really bad at math what type of degree is this 45 <laughs> like 45, 45. 
I just showed my arm. Um, <laughs> okay, so that's like, like eighty-five a, degrees, <laughs> forty-five degree angle, and um, so we call it Killer Hill. And in the winter at the retreat, all of the kids love to sled down it. And so, uh, like the middle schoolers have to start midway, but the high schoolers are allowed to go from the top. So first day of <laughs> high school session and free time happens, Killer Hill opens. And all of a sudden there's a little girl freshman in the nurse's station because she has dislocated her elbow. Oh, and God. our nurse, <laughs> you know, she like, she is a certified registered nurse and she's looking at this elbow and she's like, that is 100% a dislocated elbow. And so um, our other nurse, we had two nurses there. So our other nurse, English, shout out to her. Um, she comes out and we had a visiting priest at Glory Bound with us, Father Mark. He's from Dallas. And so he was with us the whole time. Um, and she comes out and she goes, hey, Father Mark, can you do your job? And he goes, what, anointing of the sick? And she's like, oh, I meant a blessing, but sure. And so he's like, yeah, does the camp have holy oils? Because I can do anointing of the sick. Because this girl was going to go to the ER. Um, she, yeah. or, uh, she was going to have to get her elbow, you know, back in place and whatnot. And so the nurses at camp couldn't do that at camp. So she had to go to the ER. So she's waiting for her parents yeah. to come pick her up. And so Father Mark is like, yeah, does the camp have holy oils? And I'm like, no, nah, not a chance. The camp does not have holy oils. He's like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'll just make some. And so with anointing of the sick oils, priests are allowed to make that. I guess chrism is the one oil that only bishops can make. Um, mm. And so, and then it was just like olive oil and a special blessing. Like that was the anointing of the sick oil. Um Hmm. Yeah, I know. I was like, wow, learning stuff every day. Um, <laughs> so he makes the oil and he goes in and he does anointing of the sick on this camper. Her parents come and pick her up. And they had said, you know, if if she wants to, like, she can come back to camp because she just like she'll probably just be a little bit sore after she gets it put back in place. Um, but there's no reason she can't come back to the retreat. So she goes to the ER they do all the scans on her and everything. Um, and they look at her like what x-ray images or whatever. And they're like, your elbow's not dislocated. There's nothing wrong with it. Hmm. <laughs> there was nothing, there was nothing wrong with her elbow. And so By the wow. time she got there. Oh, my so they're gosh. like, well, like here's some Tylenol if you need and like, you're free to go. And so she came back to camp and they were like, yeah, nothing happened. Like she, they said nothing was wrong with her elbow and our main nurse who she's like in her seventies, she's been a nurse for so long. And she was just mm -hmm. like, that elbow was definitely dislocated. And even like our second nurse confirmed. And yeah, so it was just crazy. Cause we're like, father Mark, mm. your anointing of the sick literally healed someone. <laughs> That's so, wow. Yeah. That was like a mini miracle, but also like a huge legit healing miracle that happened. And it That's was awesome. awesome. Yeah. And then did once the, your, did the camper girl realize what, like, did was she still in pain, or did she realize she like had a little bit happened? of soreness in her elbow, but that was it. Yeah, wow. like I actually never personally talked to her, so I don't know what her <laughs> thoughts were surrounding it. To hear her version, <laughs> yeah, but that was pretty cool. And then one other thing I have to mention because this truly is just incredible is that when we were flying from. Texas to Alaska because we went down to Texas for Christmas. Uh, when we were flying back day after Christmas, you know, very busy day to travel. We were flying through from Austin to Portland, Portland to Seattle, Seattle to Anchorage. So it was already going to be a long day. And we're like, oh my Yikes. gosh, we're going through Seattle. We have had horror <laughs> stories in Seattle. Bernadette and Kyle have had horror stories. Mm -hmm. Margaret has had horror stories. Anybody who's ever flown through Seattle has a horror story to tell especially you. Especially at Christmas especially time. Especially at Christmas and the New Year. And so we're just like, oh my gosh, like we're just fully anticipating, you know, all of our bags are going to get lost and we're probably going to have to like sleep overnight or something. So we get to Seattle and we get to our gate and then we start boarding our flight 
And then our flight takes off. We had not a single <laughs> delay or issue in Seattle. <laughs> all of our bags showed up and all of our car seats showed up. And I was just like, oh. I truly cannot believe that that just happened. That was a miracle. Oh my gosh. However, when we were coming into our descent into Anchorage, that was the worst turbulence that I have ever experienced in my life that I 100, no, maybe like 95% thought that we were going to crash and die. And I'm like, I'm maybe, not. Maybe it was the plane that ripped apart on the next flight. <laughs> okay. Well, <I laughs> At saw least your door that. didn't fly off. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh man. After I landed with this flight, I was like, I think I'm good to not fly for quite a long time. And then like <laughs> yeah. a week later, I see Alaska Airlines has a plane that just like broke apart in the middle of the sky. So talk about miracles too, that nobody was sitting next to that area of the plane and that the mom was able to hold her son, even though his shirt ripped off. I know. Thank you, Lord. Terrifying. Yeah. Reasons to keep your seatbelts fastened, people. Uh, Honestly, even with our terrible turbulence we were going through, Christian had said, I think I'm always going to be wearing my seatbelt in an airplane now. Because we were literally mm-hmm. like bouncing up and down and all around. Mm-hmm. I was holding, yep. Benny was my lap infant. Yep. So I was literally just like white, like arming him, like not white knuckling <laughs> him, but just Gosh. white arming him, just holding him so hard. <laughs> but yeah. Well, thanks for sharing those pages. That's so I'm so glad you guys made awesome. it back smoothly. I know. Incredible. I'm having nightmares about last year when we got stuck in Seattle overnight <sighs> and didn't get our bags for five days. So yep. Not a single <laughs> issue in the Seattle airport. Yes. Let it be known it and can be done. <laughs> let my closing prayer be that I never fly through Seattle again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but Amen. speaking of prayer and closing, I would love to close us out in prayer. Um, so in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, thank you so much for this first episode of season three. Thank you for bringing us here and for inspiring this podcast and for creating a place for your miracles to be shared and spread. And we just ask that you would use season three to continue lifting up hearts to you and please lead, um, lead people to us with the stories that you want to be shared and inspire our listeners, inspire us to deeper faith in you and to trust in you, no matter our circumstances through the horrible times and through the wonderful times, just help us to know your presence and to trust in you and to keep our eyes focused on eternity. And we just ask that you would bless all of our listeners in this new year and help, help all of us to be drawn closer to you through whatever this year has in store for us. And we ask all this in your name. Amen. In the name of the Amen. Father and of the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Venerable Fulton Sheen. Pray Pray for for us. us. Pray for us. All right. Awesome. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Moving Mountains podcast. If you have a miracle story to tell, please call our hotline at 412-449-9609. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Moving Mountains Podcast AK. We encourage you to subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and share our podcast with others. We'll see you next time.